A few weeks ago, I released a free ebook, How to Increase Revenue in Your Restaurant by 10% Literally Overnight. I share 10 highly actionable tips you can implement right away. So far, we've gotten about 100 downloads and dozens of you have reached out directly to tell me about the impact this ebook has had and it thrills me to no end. I promise you, I love hearing that these ideas, these tactics are making a difference. Now, I want everyone out there to go get this download and to convince you, I'm gonna share the first three tips from that ebook. Now, these aren't even my favorites. They're just the first three. And hopefully, by the end, you see the value of downloading the whole thing. It's like 12 pages long. You'll read it in 15 minutes and be able to start implementing the ideas right away. Tons of value on this week's episode. I promise, don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated concepts, boil them down, make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by Virtual Restaurant Group, VRG. They offer innovative, turnkey, delivery-only brands that you're able to easily operate out of your existing restaurant with very little disruption to your current operation. So, of course, we're talking about ghost kitchens, right? A a restaurant that would only be visible on third-party delivery sites as a way of driving additional revenue using the infrastructure you've already got. By adding virtual brands into your business model, you're able to diversify your revenue streams and generate more revenue. You already have a kitchen, right? You've got a staff. You've got the space to do it. Why not maximize that square footage by adding additional brands in to help increase your bottom line? Best of all, VRG handles everything on the back end. They provide Cubo technology totally free. The very architecture of this software allows you to turn on as many brands as you want and then list those brands on as many partner sites as you want. Best of all, then, field all of the orders through one singular tablet and printer. You're not locked into any long contracts. It's 100% free to start. VRG's flagship brand, it's called Midnight Munchies, was one of LA's very first ghost kitchen concepts and generated up to $30,000 a month just in online ordering revenue. Onboarding is super easy with recipe guides and step-by-step training for you and your staff. Visit virtualrestaurantgroup.com slash chip and use the promo code CHIP2021 to get started. Again, that's CHIP2021 to get started. That link, of course, is in the show notes. Now, as I mentioned at the top, I wrote an ebook where I share 10 tips for increasing revenue in your restaurant. I tried to answer the question, how do you increase revenue by 10% overnight? Are there things you can do that would make an immediate difference? The answer is yes. That download, that ebook is absolutely free. I want you to go get it. You can visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash revenue to go get your own copy. I promise you will be glad you did. 
on today's episode. As I said at the top, my job is to convince you to go get that download by sharing the first three ways to drive revenue. Now, again, as I said earlier, these aren't even my favorites. They are just the first three, but they work. I promise you they work. Now, those of you who have uh, been with me for a while know that I live here in New York City. I'm a restaurant consultant. I've been working in restaurants for the last 20 years. Uh, yes, I'm the host of this podcast, uh, but for the most part, I make my living primarily as a consultant, working with chefs and operators, helping them build more profitable restaurants, helping them fine-tune operations and maximize their marketing. Now, most consultants, right, we've got this image in our head, uh, and I hope I can dispel that that image, uh, but most consultants, and I, I've worked with more than a few of them, uh, they come in in a well-tailored suit, they cross their arms, they stand in the corner, and they spend the first two weeks just pointing at everything that's wrong, everything you're doing wrong, right? And they love to tell you that they can fix everything, but that it takes time. It takes time to see results. You got to be patient, they say, in that somewhat condescending tone, right? And they rack up a huge bill. But I don't believe in that. I don't believe that's the way to operate. I don't believe, uh, I don't believe that's the, the way it has to be done. Yes, of course, there are some aspects of the work I do uh, that do take time. But I know there are also things you can do right away that will make an immediate impact on your bottom line. This ebook I've written is all about that. It's showing you what they are and how to successfully implement them. It explains why they work, and it even gives you real-life case studies from some of my own clients. You need a strategy, right? Every uh, business is different. Every restaurant is different. Every market is different. You know your business better than I do. And if I just sat here with a play-by-play and said, well, this worked in in this restaurant, in this market, so just do this again, it's not going to work. What works for one is not going to necessarily work for another. But if I share with you the strategies, if you understand the principles behind what we were doing and why they work, then you'll be able to implement that very, very successfully. So, Here are the first three ways, first three ways to increase revenue by 10% overnight. As we know, there are two ways to drive revenue, right? Either get more butts in the seats or increase check average. Everybody always wants to focus on the first. Every time I talk to an operator, say, what's your biggest problem? They say, I just need to get more covers. I just need to do more covers. We need more butts in seats. And I'm telling you, that's not true. You've got to focus on increasing check average. That's the number one tip. I want you to focus on second beverage sales. Listen very carefully. There are several tips I'm going to share on this episode and in the ebook, but the single best way to increase check average is through second beverage sales, and the way to push more beverages is through table maintenance. I know, it sounds odd, right? But it's true. Good service goes beyond just being gracious and knowledgeable. You need your servers present in their stations, not in the back on their phones, but present in their stations so they can anticipate the guest's every need. You want them there clearing away dead glassware so the guest is cued to order another drink. You want them offering another beer when the guest is down to their last sip. You want them pouring off the first bottle of wine at just the right moment. And yes, there is a right moment. You want them pouring it off at just the right moment to entice them to order a second. Here's a little data point. Four out of five tables will decline getting a second bottle of wine once their entrees have already hit the table. But did you know that three out of five tables will happily order another if offered before their dinner arrives? So you got a 60% chance if you can get that first bottle poured off before the entrees hit the table. So how can you internalize that? How can you make that second nature for your staff? Here, here's, a, here's a little game I like to play. Let, let's think, think this through. Let's say a server has a four-table station, right? Let's say the restaurant does two seatings a night, so the server is waiting on a total of eight tables over the course of their night. 
Those servers can make a profound impact on the success of the restaurant simply by focusing on second beverage sales. Let me explain how. Now let's say that server is able to get one additional drink on each of those eight tables, right? So not even a round of drinks, but just a single drink. Let's say the average drink costs $10. Now, some will order wine, which might be more expensive. Some will order something cheaper like beer, but let's say the average is $10. They drive an additional $10 on each of their eight tables for an additional $80 a night in revenue. Okay, you're probably thinking, so what? But let's extrapolate out. If you've got five servers working that shift and they each manage to drive that additional $80 in revenue, that turns into $400 at the end of the night. Over the course of a week, that becomes $2,800. At the end of the month, that's $12,000. And by the end of the year, simply by focusing on table maintenance and second beverage sales, your staff will have driven nearly $150,000 in additional revenue. And that's just for a 20-table restaurant selling one additional drink per table. A larger restaurant can potentially drive way more revenue. Plus, if you're able to get an additional round of drinks like a bottle of wine, that number grows exponentially. $150,000 turns into $600,000 or more by the end of the year, and we didn't do anything more than invite our service team to focus on the fundamentals, right? This is that blocking and tackling. Clear the table, be there to offer things at just the right moment. Make recommendations in just the right way. That's tip number one, focus on second beverage sales. That, more than anything else, will have a profound impact on your bottom line. Tip number two, this goes on the other side. So right, if I said focus first on how to increase check average, now we're talking about how to get more butts and seats, right? Again, two main ways of growing top line revenue, increasing cover counts or increasing check average. Too many operators, I think, waste their time trying to attract more customers when they could be making a bigger impact by making sure their patrons are having a great time. That's why so many of the tips uh, that we're sharing in that ebook focus on increasing check average, but I do understand the importance of getting more butts in seats. Here is the one tip that I love to give that will help grow weekly cover counts. Here's the other flaw that operators have. They focus on the weekends. While everyone else is trying to pack in more covers on Friday and Saturday nights, I want you to focus instead on driving downtime business. Unless you have a landlord that doesn't make you pay rent, a restaurant can't survive on two good nights a week. You need to find ways to fill your seats Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as well as Friday and Saturday. So begin by looking at your business model. What's your check average? How many covers a week do you need to do in order to break even? Now, how many covers do you need in order to achieve 5% profit or 10% profit or 20% profit? You should know these numbers and understand all the ways that will get you there, right? So if you've got 100 seats in your restaurant, then 250 covers on a Saturday night, that, that's probably a, a success. So is it really worth wedging in another 20 or 30 covers if it's going to create a diminished experience for everyone? Instead, Give some thought to what you're doing on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. What are you doing to drive business on those off nights? Now, if you're like most restaurants, this is where you've got capacity, right? So figure out ways to fill it. You've got unused inventory. You don't have to look very hard to see other restaurants trying to solve the same problem. Now you just got to try and solve it for yourself. 
Look to other markets and see if there's something that might work for you, right? So I'm here in New York City. I'll look to Chicago. I'll look to San Francisco. I'll look to Los Angeles or Nashville or Orlando to see what other operators are doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Steal the ideas, adapt them, and adopt them for your own restaurant. Here are five ideas, ways that you can drive downtime business. I'm not reinventing the wheel. Many of these I've shared over the years on this podcast, but for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to share with you. So here are the five, right? How can you build downtime business? Number one, consider hosting a series of pop-up dinners on an off night with a like a visiting chef. So you build partnerships with other restaurants in other markets, and you create unique experience for your guests. You're going to give people a reason to return to you. Hey, so you come here, you already know what we're all about. Well, now here's a reason to come back because we're doing a uh, partnership with this chef. We're hosting a visiting chef. We're doing a, a you know a co-branded uh, menu. It's really unique. Only exists for uh, this one Monday or for the four Mondays in September. There's so many ways to adopt and adapt this idea. Host a series of pop-up dinners on and off night. Number two, host a wine dinner or a beer tasting with a with a noted winemaker or brewmaster. Right? So the guests get a good meal. They get great drinks. They get a chance to connect with other like-minded diners. This is going to help create buzz. It's going to give you something to talk about on social media, on email, on your website. And I promise you, if you do it right, it's going to help drive downtime business. Number three, why not offer live music once a week as a way of broadening your customer base and, again, give them a reason to rediscover you. So if they're used to coming to you for one experience, but you offer an open mic uh, or you offer live jazz on, on a Monday or Tuesday night, well, they're going to come back because it's a different sort of experience. It's a different way of engaging with you and your brand. Number four, create a dining promotion that would run during slow months of the year or on soft nights of the week. So uh, I'll remind you, I once ran a, a late summer harvest tasting from August 15th to September 15th here in New York City at a restaurant as a way of driving downtime business, right? It was a time when uh, here in New York City, at least, the restaurants are very slow, right? The last two weeks of the summer, everybody's away on vacation. First two weeks of September, we usually got kids going back to school, people getting back into their routines. So we partnered with local farms, and we used it as an opportunity to attract a new kind of diner into the restaurant. And here's an interesting thing, is that that was actually at a lower price point from what we usually charge, and that helped cultivate a new kind of audience as well. That was a way of introducing what we did. So again, we did a late summer harvest menu from August 15th to September 15th, and it was great for doing what we needed to do, which is just to get butts and seats at a time when we typically had a harder time doing it. And then finally, number five, why not run a cost-conscious prefix menu to attract diners who might be looking for a deal, right? So now maybe it's only available at lunchtime or maybe only on Monday or Tuesday nights or it's only available after nine o'clock in the dining room. There are a bunch of different ways to do this. Certainly you're, you're familiar with this. You've probably done some version of this, but don't give up on it. This is, this is worthwhile at the right time in the right way to attract a new kind of diner, a different kind of a diner. So here you go, five ways to build downtime business, right? You're gonna, uh, you're gonna cost everything out. You're going to make sure you make what you need to make, uh, but this is a way to drive revenue that you otherwise wouldn't have. Now, I'm going to share the third tip just after a word from another one of our sponsors. Whether you realize it or not, your website is the most powerful marketing tool at your disposal. It's where people go to learn who you are, where you're located, when you're open, and of course, to see the food you serve. So why would you rely on PDF menus and static text to sell your food? Our culture is visual, and people these days want to see what they're getting. Enter PopMenu, a website design platform that puts the menu at the heart of everything. 
Pop Menu's dynamic menu technology serves high-quality photos and allows guests to like and review dishes they love that will then live on that dish's webpage. These features all feed into your restaurant's SEO results to help you rank higher in relevant searches. What's more, Pop Menu's automated marketing tools keep guests engaged long after their purchase. Send automated texts and emails to incentivize new orders and promote new dishes, events, and specials. Pop Menu keeps restaurants top of mind with guests. If you're a restaurant owner, you need a great website that not only looks beautiful, but helps drive more traffic and sales. Use Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. Best of all, listeners of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast can lock in one set monthly rate and get $100 off their first month. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim this offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month by visiting popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, number three, this is one, this is one that's really, really good that people often overlook, but I'm going to walk you through it. List a high-end item in every single category of your menu, right? There's a saying I often repeat to my clients. I've said it on the show. I will tell you again now. If people want to give you money, let them. So this tip, right, is very simple. I want you to look over your menu and make sure there is at least one high-end item listed in every single category. This should be something of of a premium offering. It should be priced higher than all of the other items in that category. So for example, If all of your entrees are between $18 and $32, offer something at $40. Depending on your concept and your market, you might even be able to offer something at a a much higher luxury price point, like, like $50 or $60. But for the purposes of this, just do something higher than all the others. Again, 18 to 32, so they're like 18, 22, 23, 25, 28, 32, and then offer something at 40. Now, this idea works in two important ways. Number one, Simply by offering it, people will order it. There are some people who who just like to order the most expensive thing available, or or they're looking for a way to celebrate, to splurge, to to go above and beyond, to, to experience something they haven't otherwise had. Its mere existence on your menu will help drive more sales. This then becomes a great way to identify big spenders. Number two then, the other reason why it works is that an expensive item will help anchor the pricing for the rest of the menu, right? So let's say two restaurants are offering Opus One on their wine list and they both price that bottle at $375. At restaurant A, it's not just the most expensive wine in that section, but the most expensive wine on the entire list. However, restaurant B offers a bottle of Colgan right below the Opus One and it's priced at $900 a bottle. So suddenly at restaurant B, the Opus One doesn't look so expensive. In some respects, the Opus One appears rather reasonable. So the expensive item makes other items on the menu seem more approachable. You will sell more of the $32 entree simply by listing a $40 option. And restaurant B will sell more Opus One simply because it looks more reasonably priced next to the Colgan. They will sell more Opus One than restaurant A will sell. If you do this in every section of your menu, apps, entrees, desserts, sides, cocktails, and of course, on your wine list, it will work. As I always say, if people want to give you money, let them. 
So again, those are the first three tips in this ebook. The ebook is totally free. There are 10 tips in all. Ways you can drive more revenue in your restaurant. How do you increase revenue 10% overnight on today's episode in an effort to convince you? Uh, I've shared with you the first three. You can go get the full ebook by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash revenue. Of course, as always, that link is in the show notes. As always, a big thank you to our sponsors. You will find all of their links in the show notes as well. These are great companies providing great solutions for restaurants. I hope you'll go check them out. And if you have any questions, of course, you can always reach out to me directly, chip at chipclose.com. That's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next time. Restaurant Strategy is made possible by the generous support of our sponsors as well as our Patreon supporters. A special shout out to all of our gold and platinum members, Ty Hames, Bob and Kate Carpenter, Scott Middleton, Chuck and Denise Close, Stephen and Ann Fagan, Mario D'Amatos, and Christopher Tana. If you want to become a supporter, please go visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, the link is in the show notes.